Did you like that? I have been doing yeah. that voice. I've been doing that voice for Casper, and he does not like it. Like <laughs> he's like, no, no, I, I, I don't I, like that. I don't know where she came from, but she well, shows up, and I'm. She's like, yeah, you like that? You fucking like putting whipped cream in your coffee? You like fucking just slurp up on that whipped cream? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so disgusting. Who she is? She's like a. Well, she's a a porn star. She is a porn star for sure. Um, yeah. I think she's a, she's like the adult version of my other girl who comes out when I say something that I'm, I'm using to be a part of a conversation that I'm clearly not qualified to speak in. For example, um, I was discussing, uh, something with uh, my mother's friend and she is learning about mushrooms and I said, well, oh. I'm take I took bio 101 in college <laughs> and I learned all about mycelium so I'm kind of an expert on mycorrhiza and just the fungal world in general <laughs> and so I think um I think she like found out that she's like really good at porn or maybe just like bad <laughs> at other things and doesn't want to apply herself so like yeah 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 you know Wow. I love her. Does she have a name? I haven't named her yet, but I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> I just know that she smells like Bath and Body Works. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Too yes. much. Too much Bath and Body Works. So ma- It's like so many scents at one time you can't really pinpoint which one you're smelling. Who is she? She doesn't know. <laughs> she smells like vanilla and floral all at the same time. And uh, salt. Salt. And sea. <laughs> And to see and something and uniquely and his own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, here we are. Hello, I'm Paris. Hello. I'm Fallon. Welcome. Welcome to everyone. New, <laughs> old, middle-aged. Hi. <laughs> if you're still Hello. here during this long-ass <laughs> intro, what's up? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about erotic fiction, fantasy romance, uh, and all the things that are so good about it. Why it's important. Could you, could you say that um, in the voice of the girl that you've been talking in recently? Which one? It, which the, one? the porn star. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hi. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about erotic fiction or romantic fantasy. We're going to be talking about all the good things about it that we like. We're going to be talking about big cocks. We're going to be talking about juicy pussy. We're going to be talking about what we like about it. What I like. I like that. Why I like that. Why you should like that. For me, it's the um, it's the ending the words in like a high pitched tone. A high pitched tone. For me, it's that it's like almost a moan. And then my favorite part about that was that you started it with an oh yeah, <laughs> which is essential to that character. Thank you. She's really under development, isn't she? I feel like she's becoming an asset. She's a part of my repertoire. Before I was Definitely just playing part of your arsenal. Thank you. Before, it was just, like, old racist men. That was it. That was, like, all I had. But now I have so much more. We're expanding the universe that is inside of me. 
Inside of me. Inside of me? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it fantasy time? It's fantasy time. <laughs> Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome, and weebs will take you to fantasy time starts now. Set sail to a land of books and joy and big dicks. Lord, wow. We I hope we didn't scare you guys off, because. Um, uh, Woo, we're in it. We're and in if, it to win. And it. if it turned you on a little bit, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Turn me on. Turn my sweat glands. I'm you, sweating. Are you wet? Yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah, wet. Yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah. I'm so wet. Uh, the way that you said pussy earlier too, you're like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Time. Today we're going to be talking about erotic fiction and the importance of erotic fiction. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about what just happened. Hello? I really appre- I'm sorry, I really appreciate um, that you were moving this along and I interrupted. I'm trying. I really, okay. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> okay, I will, again. I will do start. Do it again, do it again, please. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of erotic fiction and also the importance of fantasy, just in general as a whole. We've kind of talked about this. Our first episode is the five pillars of fantasy romance and what we love about it. Um, But today, it's going to be a little bit more in depth. And it's about like the feelings that it brings us and why those feelings are important. Yeah, Um, it's about... Specifically this year. I think (sighs) that it's really important to find things that bring you joy, not only like this year 2021 but also like 2020 and just this this time in life because no one knows what the fuck is going on or what the fuck is going to happen everything is very uncertain and I think what that brings a lot of anxiety and stress and depression I know I've been feeling those things Ah, have you been feeling those things oh hell yeah brother (laughs) damn in and out in and out in and in and in and out like every day is a new Every day, <clears throat> every day is a winding road. Yeah. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like she's a Tiffany. Oh, um, Tiff. 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 No, Diff. It's Tiff. You know, like she just. <laughs> Tiff. I feel What's like the Diff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. I love um, her too. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude. Um, we're going to be talking about what, why it's important to have these books or, you know, even if I know some people for some fucking weird reason aren't into fantasy and I respect that they're probably not listening to this podcast, but why it's so we can talk shit about them all we want. Fuck those people. They're not here. (laughs) I know. Right. They don't know what they don't know. Won't hurt them. (laughs) But, you know, even if you're not into specifically fantasy or fantasy romance, um, 
you still need, I think you still need something, some sort of outlet, some sort of escape, because we physically cannot escape right now. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) I think in hand with that has been like acceptance of like letting yourself uh, escape mentally. Because like, I think a lot of times I feel really guilty if I don't do anything. If I've just been like reading all day or playing a video game or watching Netflix all day, I'd be like, oh, I got nothing accomplished. But like, what the fuck is there to accomplish? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I know that sounds really like. I'm not an elected official. Sad. I'm just out here <laughs> minding my own business. I'm doing my part by trying not to get sick and get other people sick, which I'm, yeah. you know, I don't know. I could be failing at that too. No fucking clue. I'm just trying to like get by and figure out what I'm going to do with my future. So, perdon me if I'm going to watch Cinderella 3 on repeat (laughs) while I embroider this cardigan I bought at the thrift store. (laughs) That's amazing. Cinderella 3 is a fucking bop, by the way. And I would definitely recommend. with the stepsister, where it's the stepsister's love story? That is Cinderella... Two, where she oh, okay. falls in love with the baker. Yes, and then what they is Cinderella com- three. Cinderella three is it's like they're after a year of blissful marriage, the evil stepmother, uh, or yeah, Anastasia, the ginger sister, comes yes. across the fairy godmother's wand, and the stepmother uses it to like sabotage Cinderella's happy ending. So like, Anastasia ends up being Cinderella. Like being the princess bride, and so it's like Cinderella trying to get back into her original position, and Anastasia like battling her inner demons and deciding like how evil she actually wants to be. But when she finds acceptance in the palace, she's like, But the king liked me and he was nice to me and he doesn't beat me like my mom. And it was this I don't know, it's like kind of full of memes. The prince is cute. Cinderella's a fucking badass with agency. I don't know. Like, she, like, body slams her way out of a pumpkin. It was just, like, (laughs) a genuinely enjoyable movie. And I watched it, like, a couple times in a row. Thank you, Disney+. Wow, is that... Yeah, I should watch it, too. Because I I know I had, like, Cinderella 1 and 2 on VHS. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now that you've just retold the story, I remember that. So I, I must have seen it at some point. Um... But it's been a while, yeah. so I, I would totally watch Cinderella 3 again. Also, like, what the fuck, Fairy Godmother? You can't just be leaving your wand around. Well, like, for the record, Fairy Godmother was like, happy anniversary, we're having a party. Anastasia, like, eavesdropped and then saw the wand and was like, yeet. Um, um, but, I mean, Fairy Godmother, you know, like, get your shit together also. Because she gets turned <laughs> into a statue for, like, the majority of the film. Like a dumb, stupid <laughs> idiot. <clears throat> what an idiot stupid um, bitch <laughs> so yes finding pleasure in things like that is important and you shouldn't feel guilty about doing that because it I think that that's something that I've tried to allow myself this year is to allow myself to be almost kind of lazy and not feel guilty about it but I hate the, like saying lazy because I do you know what I mean? Where it's like, you can't really do much. And so there are days where you literally just watch Disney Plus all day long. And that's okay. It is okay. Yeah. I, it Like, 
even if we weren't, let me rephrase this. I think it's easy to feel lazy because like, A, there's not a lot we can do, but with the options of what we can do narrowed down, it's, it's, I think it's easier and more clear to see the things that we can do. We can go on Craigslist and look for another job. We can uh, you know, start a side hustle. We can clean our whole house because we're on unemployment and we're you know, getting paid to hang out for a bit. Um, mm -hmm. We can do chores. We can do the, We can finish all the projects that we've been saying we were going to do. You know, we can write the book. Um, but it's like, it's there's there's pressure. It's it's not a can. It's a should feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think any time that there is a should before something, there's also shame. Mm -hmm. And I think in a culture, American culture, that's already so steeped in shame, um, it it's so easy to feel overwhelmed and just shut the fuck down. And like, yeah. you're not gonna help yourself by just like ignoring that or pushing through or, or getting down on yourself for not doing things cause you're not gonna do them anyway cause you're shut down. So I think giving yourself permission to like you said, be quote lazy, it's not lazy. Like you are just being. Like, mm -hmm. we're living in the context of a society that tells us our value is based on our monetary gain and our work ethic and, you know, our, like, our values based on the material, whether it's how our body looks or how much money we have or the things we have. So why, you know, why would you not want to look like a good person with a great body or, uh, you know, European looking facial standards or a lot of money or whatever. And so like, there's a lot of pressure to grind. Um, but if you take that away, your job as a human is to just like make the most of your experience. And that is completely subjective. So right now, if making the most of your experience is watching Cinderella 3 for the first time and just getting some enjoyment out of it, that is enough. That yeah. is enough. Like, I think we're in this cultural and global cultural shift of us getting to decide whether or not this is what we want. Like, this is what we want human existence to be. You know, like, we're definitely shifting. We're, we're in this, like, happiness is the most important thing, which is, I think is great, but also it's like, what does happiness look like? It looks like being productive. It looks like overachieving. It looks like these kind of extreme things. Cause with social media, we get to see what everyone else quote has, you know, we get to see all these nice things. We get to see the prettiest people and mm -hmm. like the coolest shit and the nicest clothes. Um, but that's not a fair measure for, humanity and it's not good for the planet either it's like helping no one because <laughs> even if you get there there's always another thing i speak from my perfectionist like deeply rooted perfectionist standpoint that there is always another thing that you can improve on so i think all of this is to say that fantasy novels erotic fiction for us is something that draws us in to another space it opens up a different reality 
so we're not so in our fucking heads. <laughs> yeah. It is an easy, it, it's a key into the doorway. Like it guides me through into another space where I am relinquished from my, I can relinquish my, my human duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I like the erotic part because like sex and reading <laughs> sex is what draws me in. That is like yeah. really interesting to me and I, I like that shit. So it, it hooks me um, better. So, wow, I just, that was a lot. I'm so yes. sorry. And also, <laughs> no, you don't need to apologize. You don't need to apologize at all. I was going to say incredibly well said like yeah that is exactly the point that I was trying to make and like stumbling over my words I think that the point of all of this like existing as a human being like the point of of just being here is to find like happiness to find pockets of joy and to find things that make life fulfilled and worth living for you yeah and for us I mean for me yeah for you too I think that like reading fantasy and falling into that world being guided into that world through like literature through words is like what brings me joy yeah because I literally to get just, just to exist in that like plane in that world while I'm reading that book or listening to the audiobook and I think it's really important to allow yourself to kind of shift into that world. Um, and if that is what brings you happiness, then do more of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say for me, it started, for me, it started when you, you know, I was, I was away. I've told the story a thousand fucking times, but it's, um, for me, it started when I was away and I was like horny and I just wanted a distraction, something fun. You recommended the Accord of Thorns and Roses series. And it was like, it was fucking life changing. We've talked about this Mm -hmm. in other episodes, but like this world and uh, these types of characters. And I think the level of how grand it was and the magic and the stakes and how sexy it was and just like (laughs) it felt like this expansion of of what I was too it was like it sang to the sacred parts inside of myself where I was like I like I I felt seen I felt like the magical longing and like yearning parts inside of me felt seen when I was reading the books in a way that I had never experienced before to the point where like Mm -hmm. I was telling everyone I fucking knew well that's not true um I was telling my mom (laughs) and I I like texted my mom and I was like mom I fucking I found where I belong like I'm gonna make my children duel to the death over like my (laughs) estate like I had this whole vision of what what I was meant for and it was like, it was this whole new world. So that was like my foundation of it. And then COVID hit years later and it, then it became like this safe space. 
It was like this this safe space and this thing to look forward to. It was a way that like you and I created like our own little community. Like you and I, I think, find comfort in our connection through this. And that is, I, you know, maybe that has nothing to do with fantasy romance and it was just like luck or, or something, you know, the reality mm-hmm. of having a common interest with a dear friend. But it like, it turned into something so essential to our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I don't know, it, it's something that keeps on giving and keeps on evolving for me. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to have that. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I want everyone to feel the same way that we feel when we read these kinds of books. For me, I think it started, I'm trying to, I was just trying to remember like the first fantasy book that I read and really was like held dear. And I think it was The Tale of Despero. <laughs> Did you ever read that? It's by Kate De Camilo? De Camilo? I don't I'm remember. I'm going to look it up. The Tale. Her name. Of... It's about a little mouse. Oh, hell Did, yeah. You ever read that, that little with the big old ears. Yes. Yeah, he's got big ears, and then he, I think he, like, makes friends with this girl who also has, like, ears who are damaged because she's been beaten so much, and she, her, her name's, like, Mage or Madge or something. I don't really remember. It's been a really long time. I read it in elementary school, but I remember that was, like, my first introduction to, like, fantasy and to, like, the, the magical world of this little mouse who runs around and has this, uh, he, he has like a a needle and thread. Um, I don't, just, I'm I sorry, re- I should no, probably okay. know more about this book, but it's been so long. Um, but I think that, I remember reading that as well, very yeah. vaguely, vaguely though. That was that, and like the reading the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. Those kinds of things were like, I I felt like my soul <laughs> like woke up yeah. when I read those kinds of things. I felt like there was. Uh, I feel like it's a very Sarah J. Moss thing to say, but there was like a sleeping cat or a sleeping being inside me that opened an eye when I was reading those books. Um, it was your so, yeah, belch like demon. It's my belch demon. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like a part of me, it sounds super nerdy, but a part of me just kind of comes alive and wakes up when I start reading fantasy, when I put myself in the world of the fantastical and the magical. And I feel like it's like so deeply a part of who I am um, that I, I will never stop reading fantasy. I will never stop reading like young adult books. I don't care how old I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it's, it brings me joy. And when you find that thing that brings you joy, you should do more of it. Yes. Bring yourself more joy. Why not? You know, like we are unfortunately mortal. <laughs> for now we are human for, for now. now till we find our portals um but yeah like we don't have much time on this earth we we really don't it's it's like a blip hello in, you know the existence of life a quarter blip the world yeah it's very small so like why not make the most of it while we can it's just do, do that do more of the thing that brings you joy I agree. and don't feel guilty about doing that thing there's like there's like you said like the feeling that you get and maybe it is joy I feel like I haven't been able to put a word to the feeling that I get this like it just like vibrates in my body for days it's like like, euphoria it is it's like it's like falling in love or like having just like 
just like the world's best orgasm ever and it just like stays <laughs> with you and it's it's a physical experience after mm-hmm. you know stepping away from a book it's like it still lingers in my spirit and i don't know what that is um it feels spiritual it feels supernatural um but that's the shit that's the shit that gets me high and i yeah. think if a book has that, then like it doesn't really matter as much what other you know how well it, it was acclaimed critically or you know how many capital B blacks. If it has a capital B black, it probably <laughs> didn't make me feel that way. But I'm just saying like <laughs> that's I guess that's the purpose of art and this medium really. I think we really connect with it, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's a stigma against it. Uh, you know, you, you and I have talked about like, I don't really want to read. I don't really want to read outside because like people will make fun of me for reading this like cheesy looking book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think part of what I love about our podcast is I want people to like, I want people to know that, that like real people read this shit. You know what I mean? Like real people yes. who fart and burp. Like we're not just like we're not just <laughs> book nerds. We're like also best friends with complex <laughs> lives like everyone else and we just really dig this shit and that's okay. And we we shit and piss and come too, you know? <laughs> we're just like you. In that <laughs> order. <laughs> oh. That sounds like a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. <laughs> Speaking of cum, um, I would like to shift the topic a little bit to talk about, like, the importance not only of fantasy and, like, romantic fantasy, but erotic fiction specifically. Um, And like you were saying, there's, like, a stigma around it. Like, people kind of, like, poo-poo it or, like, it's, like, uh, super nerdy or really ridiculous to read, like, erotic fantasy fiction. Like, oh, you're so ridiculous if you do that. But fuck off you know like it, yeah that's I think it's misogyny ha 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 that's what that's called <laughs> <laughs> it is so important to not only have like self-care days and to not only have self-love for your body and yourself as a person and your spirit but like self-pleasure is really important too yeah. and that is something that I didn't really learn until my early 20s that's really funny saying that because I'm only 23 but I you're learning you're learning it currently (laughs) yeah I'm like currently learning and exploring that part of myself because my whole life like growing up I grew up in the church um which I don't attend anymore surprise um but they specifically would like talk about how the boys were not to masturbate were not to experience like self-pleasure they were not to spill their seed they were not to waste their future generations like it was very heavily um put upon the boys not to do that and they never ever once spoke about girls experiencing like self-pleasure um and so i thought like i was a freak i was like i am the only one who like wants to you know get in all Mm -hmm. and I and no one else experiences this and like I'm completely alone in this and I felt very scared and isolated and I couldn't talk to anybody about it because it was like a big no-no like you didn't you didn't think about erotic things and you didn't ever dare touch yourself like that was like not a thing and it just 
I think that that in and of itself is like the church trying to suppress women even more. Um, but I think it is really important to have self-pleasure and I think it's a part of your self-care like okay an orgasm (laughs) when you have one you release dopamine and oxytocin and those are like chemicals that make you feel good they they make you happy they help relieve stress and anxiety it helps you sleep it's like that warm fuzzy feeling and like why would you want why would you not want that why would you want to suppress people and like not allow them to feel good like who are you fucking hurting literally no one you're like you're not doing anything except to yourself and you're not I mean sorry that came out wrong it's not like you're hurting yourself I'm just saying there's no one else involved like physically except for you so sometimes you are hurting yourself but you like it Um, do you see what I'm trying to say? I feel like I'm kind of stumbling no, over sorry. my words I'm here. I'm sorry that I'm, I, I feel like my, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, mm, I feel like my interjections are annoying, so I just like was saying them in my head. You're totally making sense. And um, I think it's a shame that we, especially in the United States, have so little education that like oh the, God, the taboo... Yeah around sexuality especially women's sexuality is just now budding <laughs> budding um like <laughs> i um there is an amazing psychologist her name is doctra 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 her name is dr alexandra solomon s o l o man um or is it m o n oh fuck i don't know i'll put her um at in the description but I follow her on Instagram I have all of her books um if I could afford it I would buy her e-course she is fucking amazing and she has saved my life and my relationship on multiple occasions um and she is all about sexual and relational empowerment and self-awareness and in her book bringing sexy back I know (laughs) um (laughs) She talks about, she shows a diagram of the clitoris. And homies didn't know until like late 90s that the clitoris isn't just a little pea-sized ball (laughs) of nerves. It's like, it's shaped like a wishbone. Yeah, it looks like a wishbone. Yeah, and the wishbone extends around your labia. So that whole area is all like orgasms that are obtained like through penetration and stuff it's because they are rubbing on that like clitoral like wishbone thingy that's hanging out all around like this type of stuff is is new information Uh, knowing about the human body our physical our actual anatomy is new like we don't know and she was talking about studies that were done at colleges where they did surveys um, to see what, uh, how many people could accurately label a diagram of female mm-hmm. like genitalia. And not a lot of people could do it. And it's so fucking sad. Like, yeah. not only is it sad, like, if you were to, you know, pick a, a cis male partner... And he's like, I don't fucking know what's, you know, what's going on there. And I just put it in the hole. Exactly. Yeah. Like this male pleasure based system. 
um, or in this like orgasm also based system. Um, and then also like to not know yourself. Like there are people, many people, many women that don't feel comfortable like looking at themselves. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that's your body. Like that's you. That is like your flesh bag that your soul lives inside. <laughs> that's fucking crazy that like, mm-hmm. we don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, when I was in high school, I found out that I, that sex was just like incredibly, incredibly painful for me. And, um, I thought I had what's called vaginismus, which is like this, th- it sounds fucking ridiculous. I wish they had a better name for it, but it's basically vaginismus. where your vagina, it's like a psychological thing where your vagina literally clamps up and will not let like a penis in or a tampon or a finger. And Ugh. Yeah, so I, I bought dilators. It was really scary because it was so incredibly just like excruciatingly painful that I yeah. didn't know what to do. And so I'm sure part of it was psychological and part of it was, you know, f- physiological. Like I just have a, t- a small meow and it's since gotten a lot better. But um, I was really afraid that I would just not ever be able to have like pleasurable penetrative sex. Um, but That's in learning about that like thinking I had vaginismus I bought these books and I bought these dilators and all this stuff and one of the exercises was to hold a mirror and look at yourself and like so I would like look around and just like try to be compassionate with my body and just look and Mm -hmm. being 17 and doing that and then I, I was with Casper at the time and I made him do it and I so so he was with me you know I think he fucking bought the books like, I think he was the one who bought my set of, like, dilators and stuff. So he was with me during this process, and I was like, I want you to look, too. So he he looked, and I made him name all the things. And, like, doing that together um, mm-hmm. was very important to me, and it set the foundation for our relationship so, like, our genitals were never, like, a mystery. Mm-hmm. Fallon, what is a dilator? Oh, a dilator is basically like um, a dildo that's like not fun. <laughs> it's like oh, it, no. it was like a plastic phallic shaped um, like kind of prod, and it came in. It comes in multiple sizes, so it's kind of like an, a Russian egg doll, like a so nesting it's like a butt plug. Kind for, of, yeah, you know, vagina. for vagina exactly. <laughs> but they it um, there are different sizes, and you have a little handle that clicks in. At least this is how mine set works but there was a little handle that clicked into each size and so mm-hmm. you worked your way up to the biggest size which was like i think it's just like an average looking yeah. penis shaped thing. did they work um yeah i i think it was a uh, just general practice but because they're so uncomfortable it wasn't something like that i wanted to play with they yeah. were very slippery and um <laughs> like they're just hard they're just stiff plastic so it wasn't like yeah, they like a dildo, like a, or like a human penis. Exactly, the human penis is like <laughs> semi malleable. Like it, it moves around. It's a mushy, it's yeah, made of flesh. So yeah, it's just like yeah. an inflated flesh bag. Um, really, <laughs> it's all that a penis is. So damn, baby, bring that inflated flesh bag yeah, over here. You want Ooh. me to touch your flesh bag? Oh yeah, you want to get your flesh oh, bag yeah? all horn? Yeah, 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 like your flesh bag. <laughs> Wow. God, I love her. (laughs) Tip. She's great. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so back to um, the church. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, denying people that. How, again, well, again, the, that shame. The shame. I would just like to say, you were talking about, like, it's a very male-centric, like, experience in, like, the man, you know, well, I just put it in the hole. Yeah. It's for my pleasure. Like, I come. I've, like, literally, they never, ever talked about female orgasm yeah. in church. Like, <laughs> obviously, What's it's that? not like, <laughs> welcome to church. Today, we're going to talk about coming. It was not like that. But they were, like, um, like specific, like, youth group nights, because we were all, like, teenagers. They would have, like, um, like kind of like sex ed but through the eyes of god classic Um, so yeah so it was very much like abstinence always you don't have sex until you're married and even then like it's only missionary um and god how boring you know like and that whole time and i'm sure i am sure that everyone else or at least most of everyone else probably feeling the same way i felt because like you're a fucking horny kid you're a horny teenager you're hormones are literally going insane and I was like god I just want to fucking rub against everything but I can't because Jesus will hate me and I'll go to hell like it was awful and I I my best friend was the pastor's daughter Uh so like I couldn't really talk to her about it and when I did I feel bad I don't know if she listens to this the one time that I did she told her dad and her mom and they like had a private meeting with me and I didn't know it was kind of like sabotaged and Oh, what is that? Oh, that's Brady's phone. Um, yeah, they, like, invited me over to their house. They told me that they had a surprise for me, and I showed up, and they, like, pulled me into their office and sat me down and, like, had a, like... Intervention? Private meeting. Yeah, and it, my, like, they didn't tell my mom, which, granted, my mom wasn't really involved with them, um, so I guess it makes sense, but, like, I was 16, 17, Fuck, and, like... It was really fucking awkward, and it was it was just horrible. I felt so shitty, and, like, I was 16. I was 16. Like, what 16-year-old isn't horny? I, it just, Dude. man, I've had a lot of rough experiences with the church, but I'm just saying, like, women's health and women's sexual health was never brought up, was never talked about. And so I feel like as I transitioned out of the church, when I started to like actually learn about human sexuality and female sexuality, it has been like, like a cover has been like lifted up over my eyes. And Aww. I've I've been learning about it these last couple of years. So that's what I was saying like earlier, I haven't really explored a lot of it until like my early 20s, which is like true. I was, I, just, I feel like there are probably a lot of other people and maybe some of our listeners too who like might've experienced something similar because sex ed is not always completely covered in the way that it should be. No. It's kind of just like, this is how you prevent having a baby. My high school um, was abstinence only. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't have sex. Shut off that part of yourself. We don't talk about it. That's for behind closed doors only. And then you, like, go in blind. Yeah. I just think um sexual education is so fucking important and we don't put enough emphasis on it because people are they just love to suppress human sexuality (laughs) and i mean like bringing it back to erotic fiction imagine Mm -hmm. i can only imagine you being 16 having that experience being totally 
like sexually repressed. Like you're gonna go to hiding Fifty Shades of Grey under my bed. And I was gonna say, finding Fifty Shades of Grey and reading that and that being like sexual home. You know, like that must have been a profound experience. Yeah, that and like the Duff. I read the Duff and there's like a scene in the Duff that's like a little sex scene. And I remember like that was my holy grail. Like my, my, I had a friend who was a year older than me and she was also a freaky deek and um, still is. And she would recommend to me all of the books that she was reading that had like any type of like sex in them. And I like would just fucking just eat them up like they were just little sweet morsels and hide them from my mom and like I think that I I feel like a lot of kids do this and they hide these things because they are so suppressed and and, and like not allowed to experience that and that's just not healthy (laughs) it's not healthy you should be allowed to express your sexual self yeah I feel Lucky and also weird because I had <laughs> I had a different kind of an opposite experience to yours growing up because my mom was a belly dancer so like we I was always around like half naked people who were yes. doing very you know sensual dances and you know nothing super overtly sexual but then my mom got into burlesque dancing when I was eight nine I think and so around then then it it kind of took a more sexual turn just the things that i was watching um or that Mm -hmm. i was exposed to i have never been abused by an adult i have never been taken advantage of by an adult i feel very lucky and fortunate for that because i don't know how the fuck that happened not that not in any way not to say in any way that like the dance or burlesque community is like uh, abusive um but i'm just saying that like i remember being horny from like day fucking one <laughs> and i was taking in a lot of adult adult materials like my mom took me to see v for vendetta when i in theaters and i was like seven years old or something like that it was it freaked me the fuck out but that's just to say like we always watched adult things and it was like if i want to be a part of like movie night i would watch this rated r film Um, Mm -hmm. and so there were some that had sex scenes that like, I really liked. And so there was a, uh, anime called Samurai Champloo. It's my favorite show all fucking time. And there were several episodes with like sexual content. And I had this little tiny, um, laptop that was, no, it was just a DVD player. It was like a DVD player computer. That was its main function just to play DVDs. And I would take that into my room and I'd be like, mom, I'm going to watch Samurai Champloo. And she's like, okay, you're going to skip over the uh, like adult parts, right? The naughty parts, right? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, you got it. (laughs) And bitch, you know, I had those on repeat. I would just watch them. And I, I feel like that age is very young, but I didn't know any better. And I was just always rubbing up on my stuffed animals and I mean nothing was safe from me um and my mom was always very chill if she caught me like humping my pet lion on the couch she would be like you know oh, I think one time she was like you know Fallon I was she was like what are you doing Fallon I was like I'm having sex she was like well 
you need I, she was like the the lion or not the lion she was like you need your partner needs to have a penis to have sex and I was like oh so she's like so you're not really having sex which I disagree with today yeah that um, is false that is false, but I think in child simplification, I don't, I, I'm not sure what her thought process was with this, and I also have a terrible memory, so I'm sure the quote is wrong, but I just remember, <laughs> like, I was like, huh, okay, interesting. Moving on, we'll do this in our bedroom from now on, lion, come. Uh, <laughs> lion, come. Lion. We shall do this behind closed doors. So I've always been a horn dog, but um, being an adult, I think I honestly think the combination of fantasy into that, like, horniness, it gave it more meaning and expression. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, to your point of, like, it's always about men's, like, it's from a male perspective, how refreshing is it to see in, like, Sarah J. (sighs) Mass books these guys who are just giving... People orgasms left and yes. right. She comes first. God damn. How cool is that? And like, it's not all about the orgasm, but like, uh-uh. I don't know, it kind of is all about the orgasm. Well, it's like also about emotional connection, but someone is definitely coming and it's almost always the female, so. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. God, um, you're right. What a breath of fresh air to like... <laughs> experience that um kind of content because fuck yeah and i mean it comes with its own set you know like if you're reading a court of thorns and roses and you're looking for an accurate depiction of what real sex looks like looks like we've talked about this before um like you're gonna get a a fantastical version of it you're gonna Mm -hmm. get you're gonna get best case scenarios. A romanticized. Plus, a romanticized version. plus magic. Okay, like you're <laughs> getting a snap of the fingers and your your body's clean. You're getting like you know wafting scents of essential oils with a wave of a hand. You're getting just magically shape shifting vaginas that fit any size dick <laughs> at any time. <laughs> <laughs> like you're getting multiple <laughs> orgasms and once I'm I'm a fucking two pump chump okay like I I have not experienced the multi orgasmic thing I I don't know why I'm kind of like a dude in that sense but <laughs> so there are definitely it's not a, a perfect system but um it's I think it's way better than watching like a movie where it's just like a dude coming and everyone's satisfied. What the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So the whole point of this episode <laughs> as a whole, just to put a, like a cherry on top, is to say like, it is good, it is healthy, it is okay to be in touch with your erotic self. And if you achieve that through reading fantasy novels, fantasy romance, erotic fiction, more fucking power to you. Mm. Amen. And I would even go as far as to say connecting with your erotic self is essential. It is necessary. Um, That is how... Yeah, well, I mean... (laughs) What were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say that's how, like, that is, it is a part of you. It's how you, it's one step closer to becoming whole. And I don't mean, like, penetrative sex i don't mean just like orgasms like i know there are people who identify as asexual and they don't want that uh, like they don't want 
sex in that mm-hmm. sense. But I think the erotic means like that sense of aliveness, that sense of exhilaration, that sense of purpose mm-hmm. that you strive for today in yeah. life. And this is just one really effective way to connect <laughs> to that. What were you going to say, Paris? I was just going to say, think of all the people that suppress their erotic self or suppress their like sexuality as a whole and yeah. like become fucking assholes who still do like the dirty sex that they want to do just behind closed doors and it's not a good thing and they like to suppress other people because they've been suppressed too so i'm not saying that that is everyone but i'm saying like that fucking happens like there are people out there who want to take away women's rights but still like to fuck women you know like yeah just (laughs) like but i I, have a wife and a daughter i respect women fuck off yeah fucking eat shit um so yeah i i would say um this is a a call to action (laughs) this week after you've listened to this episode fucking get in touch with your erotic self i am here for bean flicking and hog cranking (laughs) go fucking crank one off right now yeah you want to fucking crank freak one off freak. yeah you want to fucking yeah. freak <laughs> fucking freak you're gonna fucking milk that cock yeah <laughs> yeah you just gonna fucking milk it <laughs> <laughs> we need Ew. a friend we need a name for her companion i mean who is she i feel like we have another one in who the am I? oh I don't know. What's my name? Oh, she feels mm. like a Brittany to me. Oh, am I Brittany and you're Tiffany? Brit and Tiff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, yeah. it's Brit and Tiff. What's it up? Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We yeah. should re-record, to- is it Toxic? No, it's Piece of Me by Britney Spears, where in the beginning it's like... <laughs> Do you know that song? <laughs> That was a really, really bad um, uh, yeah. singing of that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what song I'm talking about? Now I feel really embarrassed. I, I Do don't you? know. I don't know what song that is. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I feel good about this episode. I feel like I said what I wanted to say. I'm sorry if my thoughts were all over the place. It's kind of a really broad topic to talk about. Um, it is. And there we could say so a many, lot more. Yeah, there are so many good and wonderful things about about fantasy and, um, you know, things like a community, fandom, fan art, fanfic. Like, there's there's a whole other realm to it that you get to be a part of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of, I think, our take and what we're more focused on um right now anyway and i think it's also the um an under discussed subtopic of of fantasy like yeah we're all reading erotic fiction but it's still under the umbrella of the taboo i feel Mm -hmm. um and it's more like oh you're so quirky for god damn it oh yeah you're fucking quirky You like to read sexy books? Yeah. Oh my god, you're so fucking quirky. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that is um 
Yeah, wow, that was really yeah. distracting. And I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, no, we're all reading it. We're all reading this. Because, well, like, we just read Silver Flames, right? Yeah. And A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. Um, and, like, we're all reading it, but I feel like a lot of the pages that I follow, a lot of the book um, pages on Instagram that I follow that are, like, posting about Silver Flames, I get it. It's obviously a very new book, so they're not, like, giving spoilers. But, like, not a lot of people I have found so far are, like, talking about the dirty, nasty sex that happens in that book. Which um, is a stark difference. It's not even like, you know, this is the same sex that we expect from Sarah all the time. This is like a new level of yeah. graphic sex. And I, I agree. No one is, I mean, some and people we are making it. memes about it, but like we all read it and no one is addressing it. You're like, we have to talk about this, guys. <laughs> oh my God. It's a you big know? part. There were eight sex scenes and they <laughs> all had come in them. All of them. Come shot. Come shot. shot in my crotch. My, my crotch. crotch. My crotch. <laughs> what a great song. What's the name of that song? Though? I think it's called Come Shot by Cupcake. <laughs> Casper introduced right me to that song. He he was the one who wanted me to hear Come Shot, and I thought that was really sweet and romantic. <laughs> he knows. Well, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts for this episode, Queen? I just wish y'all just the the happiest sex, not even the happiest, just the most joyful and and sexy life that you can have. And yes. um, I, this is what works for us right now. This is where we get a lot of um, joy, and really, it's where I get my inspiration from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so keep on keeping on, babies. That's all. That's, that's such Keep a weak reading. final statement. But that's all I got, yo. Yeah, I hey, said what you, I said. If you, dear listener, have any fun erotic fiction um, that you would like to share with us that you think is great, please share it with us because, you know, we're freaks. We yeah. like to read that kind the of stuff. The nastier, so. the better. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Time. Thank you. Please send us a DM on our Instagram at Fantasy Time Podcast, or you can send us an email at fantasytimepodcast at gmail.com. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, we like hearing from you guys. Uh, we've gotten a couple DMs from people. It's been so awesome to yeah. meet y'all. It's been super fun since we're still really small. We have time to talk to you <laughs> yeah holy crap but it is so cool when you guys forever messages. so <laughs> yeah when we blow up no get more. us while we're hot ladies come mm. and get it while it's hot oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like you have a brit has a little more finesse like her oh yeah is a little more open-ended it's like oh yeah it's more breathy you know it's more open yeah whereas yeah. i feel like tiff is more like oh yeah like it's very strong along it's, it's yeah it's very much in the nasal for you yes oh yeah yeah like, oh yeah yeah brit breathy <laughs> more breathy wow what a distinction i really am enjoying this uh yeah follow us on instagram <laughs> uh like she said at fantasy time podcast or uh, send us an email for inquiries at fantasytimepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone who's been listening. Leave us a kind review on Apple Podcast if you show, show if you so desire. <laughs> That's, if you so desire. That kind of sounds like Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery. Please leave a 
watch Review. what your mother said last night. <laughs> I used to be able to do it like a decent Sean, but I haven't done a Sean in a long time. Brady um, can do a really good Sean Connery. Hey, Brady. Can we hear it? Braid. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Fantasy Time Podcast. Bray's about to get in class, so I have to go. Okay, we love you. Goodbye. Yeah. I love you. Okay, bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know.